You are listening to the Patriarchal Post Podcast. Who are you? April 12th, 2022. One desire of mine in this podcast blogcast thing was to make observations from a man's, husband's, and father's point of view. As a part of that, I want to be able to pass along things that I am seeing and situations I encounter to my children. This is then the start of that desire. Once in a while, I will use this podcast or blogcast to write to my children. Today is that day. To my children, one of the most important things in all of life is understanding who you are. I agree that this is not the most important, for the most important would be for you to know who God is. However, I will tell you that the two questions and categories are interrelated. Once you figure out who you are, the rest of the questions in life come pretty easy. This is why it is foundational. Your life will be built upon who you think you are, and I am here to tell you. I've been looking back through pictures of you as a baby and staring in wonder how small you used to be. The gift of life and the design of the human body stops me in my tracks because I cannot wrap my head around it all. Now it is no secret that I understand who you are, and who I am in light of the scriptures. But after some time of pondering on them, they make the most sense of the strange and the beautiful. For example, look at what happens to your own body. Your eyes were formed, your hands perfectly shaped. You were born and your body knew that you must eat, among other things. That to me is amazing. It is amazing because it didn't happen on its own. You were created. Yes, someone made you. No, not something. He has a name. His name is God in heaven. He created you. He told Jeremiah the prophet long ago, quote, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Quote, Jeremiah 1, 5. This is true of you too. God knew you. He created you the way that you are. Every nook and cranny of your body created, and your personality was overseen by the Lord himself. Not only that, but he created you in his image, Genesis 1.26. This means that there is a part of you that reflects who God is. So you were not only created, you were created in God's image. You are of much value just in who you are imaged after. Even before we get to your talents and gifts and wonderful quirks, you, my child, are of great value because you yourself are a mirror reflecting the goodness of God. Look at the intricacy of the human heart. In the womb, it was no bigger than a blueberry. I can't even tell you all of its functions, but I know that it is a powerhouse delivering life to your whole body. It is delicate, yet powerful. It grows and is capable of sustaining your life for 80 to 90, maybe even more years. Did you create it? No. Did the doctor create it? No. Did it evolve? No, because that would mean it came from something else and turned into a heart. Do you swap it out each year to get a new and better, bigger one? No, you were given a heart by your creator in order to reflect the power and the might of the sovereign Lord. He causes it to beat, and he formed it into what it is. He shares his life-giving breath with you, and in turn it tells us many, many things about him. Most fundamentally, it is only 
He that is holy. He is eternal, and in contrast, our bodies are feeble. What a gift it is, then, to be alive. Now, there are thousands of self-help books out there begging for your attention to try and tell you who you are. Maybe some of them are right, but I doubt that the majority of them even come close. The lie that is most popularly spread is that you can be whoever you want to be. Is that true? No, it's not. This is because, first and foremost, you were created. Created in an image, and you were created with a purpose. He said the very same thing to Jeremiah. That God created him, and he had a plan for him, Jeremiah 1.5. He then told Israel the very same thing in chapter 29 of that book. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not evil, to give you a future and a hope, Jeremiah 29.11. The bottom line is that you were created for a purpose. That purpose is bringing glory and honor to his name. You may be a baseball player, you may be a teacher, you may be a semi-driver, you may be a ballerina, you may be a rocket scientist. The purpose for your life is still the same. It is still to bring glory to the name of your Creator. The New Testament scriptures tell us over and over again that we are to work and move and live all to the glory of God. Jesus said, Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and give glory to your Father in heaven. Matthew 5.16 Paul then said, Whether you eat or drink, do all things to the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10.31 You were then delicately, intricately, thoughtfully created by the Creator God. He has carefully designed you in His image. Yet there is another piece of who we are, who you are, that is not given to us from God but was given to us after our first father on earth, Adam, sinned against God. We have this thing called a sin nature, and we are born with it. Our sin nature takes every good thing that I have told you about God, and in His goodness, in creating you, and having a plan for you, and wants to destroy it. Our sin nature hates God. Ever since you were a little child, this has been on display too. I never taught you to hit your friends, but because you didn't want to share, you got angry and hit them. Rather than bringing glory to the name of God as our creator and sustainer of life, our sin nature wants to bring glory to our name as the creator and sustainer of life. We want to live for ourselves when God desires for us to live for Him. In turn, that creates a problem just like it did for Adam and Eve in the garden. We are separated from Him. Even though He created us, Even though he has a plan for us, even though he is sharing life with us, we have a broken relationship with him. It's kind of like this. Your mother brought you into this world through the grueling act of labor. For hours she struggled to bring you into the world. She not only did that, but she carried you in her womb for nine months, aches and pains for nine months, all that so you could grow. Then, after delivering you into the world, she cared for you hour by hour by hour for years, and then sometime around three years old, she put a plate of delicious food down in front of you. And rather than saying, wow, mommy, thank you so much for caring for me and providing for me and loving me, you said, ew, I don't want that. Your mother then was upset. She spent an hour or more cooking for you, not to mention the planning and grocery shopping beforehand that took place. And then you acted like it wasn't good enough for you and rejected it. This is what it is like between us and God. He has given us so much, created us so beautifully, in His image, and in turn we tell Him, Ew, 
I don't want that. There's a broken relationship with you and your Creator, because until we are saved by the Lord Jesus Christ, we don't know how to properly say thank you. The last thing about the foundation of who you are is that you are in need of being saved. Oh, how your mother and I pray for this, for you to know that you need to be saved. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, stepped down out of heaven to tell us this. He came to show us what life could be like in perfect communion with God. I so want you to want that. I want that. But in order to get that, we must first be redeemed, saved, pulled out of the pit, brought to life. In order to do this, God again steps in. Isn't he amazing? He created us and knows we have a problem and gave us the solution. He sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sin. Christ died to save sinners, of whom you and I are the foremost. Jesus' blood was the currency, the money, so to speak, in order to pay God what he needed for you to be saved. His blood provides forgiveness. He covers every sin, past, present, and future, if we'll believe it. This saved us. It restores us to God, our Creator. We can then acknowledge that it is not us who lives, it is not us who sustains, it is not us who creates or has the purpose. Most importantly, we can then turn back to God and say, Thank you. My children, how fearfully and wonderfully you were created. Never let someone tell you any different. You have a purpose. You bear an amazing image. But it is true we are missing something. We will never be happy in who we are without being saved by the Lord Jesus. So I ask you, have you turned to Him? Have you asked for forgiveness? If so, you are now the newest and most beautiful creation of all. You are a child of God. (laughs) 